Did you know that one in every three Sacramentans suffers from self-induced Kang syndrome? Hi, I'm Matt George, host of the Locked on Kings podcast, where I fry brain cells coming up with stupid and mentally unstable ways to hide my pain and declining mental health. For just one playoff game a decade, you too can sponsor a Sacramento Kings fan in need. Kang syndrome is a common illness among Sacramento sports fans that causes a repetitive cycle of torture and self-loathing. Symptoms include paying way too much attention to the draft lottery every year, celebrating the signing of average free agents for far too much money, looking forward to baseball season in January, and threatening to cancel season tickets every year but never actually doing it. Plus, busted draft picks, a new head coach every two years, and constantly latching on to the early 2000s because that's all we freaking have left. Studies are undergoing in search of a cure for Kang syndrome, the most common method being yelling at fellow Kang's victims on Twitter for literally any reason at all. Kang's victims are all around you. You probably know at least one. To recognize this horrible illness in your loved ones, follow the simple acronym LUCA. L. Loss of happiness. U. Uncontrollable cowbell ringing. K. King's denial. And A. Aggressive crying. If you know a Kings fan in need, but are unable to spare just one playoff game, you are a selfish jerk with a dumb face, and you probably switched your loyalty from the Warriors to the Lakers in 2020, you horrible person. To donate, please call 555-SAC-PAIN. First 10 to sponsor a suffering Sacramento will receive a complimentary Jimmer Fredette Kings jersey, valued at absolutely nothing. Together, we can give Kings fans happiness again. This message paid for by absolutely nobody because the Sacramento Kings gave all their money to Buddy Heald. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Somehow we all knew that this was how today's show was going to go, right? Even before the game started, couldn't shake the feeling that the Kings were going to find a way to lose to the Detroit Pistons and drop five straight. It only made sense, right? The Kings to win five straight and then to completely race it all by losing five straight. Here we are, back-to-back losses to the worst teams in the NBA with two days off in between. And now the Kings look forward to a meeting with the number one seed, Utah Jazz. Hello, six-game losing streak and beyond. You're going to hear from a very frustrated Luke Walden as well as Harrison Barnes and a little bit from De'Aaron Fox on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, Full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December. This is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off of your next order. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And this week has been a roller coaster of emotions for me. I don't know about you. Uh, You heard a few episodes ago a very angry, frustrated Matt George. It was actually to start the week after the terrible weekend that the Kings had. Really, the loss to the Lakers is what set it off. And then over time, over the course of this week, it's just been a slow downward spiral into this spot that I'm in now, which is not angry, 
not even sad, just calmly numb with how the Sacramento Kings are. Numb, but completely unsurprised. Completely unsurprised. And watching that game last night, after five minutes, I knew this is how this podcast was going to go. After five minutes of that game, I knew that my faith in this Sacramento Kings team, at least for the remainder of the season, was completely gone. Like I said on yesterday's Locked On Kings podcast, even if the Kings do somehow go on another win streak, which I think based off of how chaotic this team has been this year, is probably likely. At some point, this team will rattle off three or four in a row. But I'm not buying in. I'm not believing. And even if this team somehow BSs their way into a play-in spot, I'm not going to feel good about it. I'm not going to feel excited about it. In fact, part of me hopes that the team doesn't make it. And that sounds horrible to say because, of course, I want this team to succeed. I want to talk about success here on the Locked On Kings podcast. But part of me hopes that this Sacramento Kings team doesn't make the play-in tournament. Because I don't want people to pretend that this season, outside of Tyrese Halliburton being selected number 12 overall and being a future piece next to De'Aaron Fox, I don't want anyone to pretend that this season has been a success in any way. Even with low expectations, this season has been a failure for the Kings. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a failure by your or my standards, because maybe some of you predicted this team would win only 20 games, and hey, they surpassed that, yay. But I'm talking about from the organizational standpoint. The fact that Monty McNair and the Kings had an opportunity to make some major moves at the trade deadline, and even though I, for the most part, do support the moves of hanging on to Harrison Barnes and hanging on to Rashawn Holmes, they had an opportunity to pick a direction, and they made a choice. The play-in tournament was their direction. Winning games right away, going for it, even if it meant a quick exit from the playoffs, that was the clear direction. They gave us the curve on which they were to be graded. And they started on that direction the right way, winning five straight. And now here they are. Complete failure. There's no other way to put it. Just complete failure. And like I tweeted out after last night's game, I'm not here to blame anybody today. I'm really not. There's plenty of blame to go around. I could spend five minutes on why it's all Luke Walton's fault. I could spend five minutes on why it's all De'Aaron Fox's fault. I could spend five minutes on Buddy Heald. Five minutes on Monty McNair. Five minutes on King's ownership. I could blame them all. I could come up with damn good arguments for why any one of those guys is the cause of all of the failure and struggle here in Sacramento right now. But I'd be lying to you and I'd be lying to myself. Because the issues with this organization do not come down to 1, 2, 5, 10, 25, 100 people. The problem is the culture of this organization. A culture that you've heard me talk about before. A culture of losing and failure and mediocrity that transcends rosters, coaching staffs, front offices, and even ownership. All four of those branches of this organization have changed at least once, many of them multiple times since the Kings last made the playoffs in 2006. And yet, here we still are. This is a culture problem. And to me, the only way I can see the culture changing is by a star player coming in here and forcing it to change, which is why my eyes are so locked on De'Aaron Fox at this point in time. 
we already put our basketball hopes in De'Aaron Fox with what he could do on the floor, the numbers that he could put up, the leader that he could be, the potential all-star that he could be. But to me, De'Aaron Fox needs to be more than that. He needs to be a savior of this franchise by changing the culture. If he's incapable of doing that, then in my opinion, he's incapable of winning here. And the Kings need to find someone else. But I can't tell you the specifics of how that gets done, how he changes that culture. To me, what makes sense is him becoming that vocal leader, him not just leading by example, but him becoming that personality that players are forced to respect and listen to when they come here to Sacramento. They respect him with how he can play on the floor, and they respect his leadership in this organization. And it's not just commanding the respect of his teammates, it's commanding respect of coaching staffs, of front office members, having a voice in what this team does. Now, I'm not saying completely giving the keys over to Fox. Certainly not like the Cavs did to LeBron James and the Lakers are currently doing to LeBron James. Fox hasn't earned that. But if he can grow into that in some way, if he can grow into that face and voice of the organization that inspires change by his actions and his personality, that, to me, is what this organization needs. I don't know if a change of ownership could fix it. I certainly don't think Monty McNair can fix it other than trying to put solid pieces around De'Aaron Fox to improve the overall quality of the product on the floor. I sure as hell know a head coach doesn't change anything. Fire Luke Walton today. Go out and bring in another head coach tomorrow. I have no faith that that would fix anything. And I don't know if culture change by committee is going to be enough. You know, I look back and we spend way too much time, like I joked about in the intro, we spend way too much time focusing on and talking about and remembering the late 90s and early 2000s Kings, the glory years, because that was really the only window that we had, right? And we think, man, that was the greatest show on court. That was a collection of players that worked so well that established a winning culture here in Sacramento. But to me, there was one man who really came in and inspired that culture of winning that made the Kings so effective, and his name was Chris Webber. As reluctant as he was... To come to Sacramento, when he got here, he embraced it, he fell in love with the place, he brought legitimacy, and he set the standard that the rest of the Kings were brought in, the Vladi Divots, Mike Bibby, Doug Christie, Peja Stojakovic, Hito Turkaloo, Bobby Jackson, the rest of them bought into that standard, established by their star. That's the only method that we've seen work here in Sacramento, and I think that's what's needed. And truth be told, as much as I love De'Aaron Fox and want to see him spend his entire career in a Kings uniform, as much as I believe in De'Aaron Fox, the basketball player, believe that he can be a number one option on a damn good basketball team, I do question whether or not he has the personality, the ability to be that for this organization. You're going to hear, I ask Fox, I ask Harrison Barnes, and I ask Luke Walton about that vocal leadership that is lacking. I do not see when at a game or watching on TV a player or a coach or someone who during the game while this team is stumbling and sliding and not performing at their peak, not giving the effort that is expected of them, I do not see anyone stepping up and holding the players accountable. And I don't know who that's supposed to be. I think it should be De'Aaron Fox or it could be Luke Walton or someone on the coaching staff or could be anyone on that bench, but I don't see anybody doing it. And now I've never played in the NBA, so I couldn't tell you that that is the way it works. But from my perspective, that is what's needed. Not just someone who will talk in the locker room during halftime before or after a game. Not just 
Luke Walton barking and demanding more in practice, but someone in the trenches, in the moment, that can rally everybody together and say, you know what, clean this shit up. Wake up. We're in a freaking playoff race. We're playing the worst team in the Eastern Conference after losing four straight, including a loss to the worst team in the Western Conference. Wake the hell up. I don't see that with this team at all. And I think that should be top on Monty McNair's priority list to go out and find. But you're going to hear Walton, Fox, and Harrison Barnes talk about it. And the three of them, sounds like for the most part, disagree with me. I'll play that for you here in just a little bit. Before that, though, I also want to say I'm so happy for Corey Joseph. A season high last night, 24 points, 7 assists in 32 minutes. Got his first start for the Pistons and absolutely dominated the Kings. Get your revenge, Kojo. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Because the Kings traded you away for DeLon Wright, thinking that they were upgrading their second unit. And last night, it sure as hell looked like the Kings downgraded. Whether or not that's the case, time will truly tell, but Kojo balled out last night and had every single Kings player wrapped around his finger. Played with effort, played with heart, that he continued to play with, even in Sacramento, that the Kings last night weren't up to the challenge of matching. Kojo's game fired me up, even if it came at the expense of the Kings. Today's Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They have 18 amazing flavors coming out with new flavors all the time as well. My favorite is mint brownie. They also have banana bread, peanut butter, German chocolate, so many more. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. And on top of being delicious, Built Bars are healthy. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie and low sugar, but high in protein and high fiber. They're great for the keto diet. Let me give you an example. The cookies and cream bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. How about the coconut almond bar? 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked 15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. I have never seen or heard head coach Luke Walton as frustrated as he was during his press conference after last night's game. Now, I know we've seen him like break a clipboard and throw it to the ground before during a game in frustration, but this was true. He looked very bothered and he looked perplexed. And you're going to hear in some of these answers that he gives that he does not understand what is going on, which on one hand might scare you. Like you're the head coach. You should know what is going on and know how to fix it. Welcome to the NBA. But on the other hand, none of us understand what's going on either because we know that the players know how to be effective. We know that they're capable of doing it. We've seen it before and yet they just stop doing it or suddenly are unable to continue. I know Luke Walton does not have a lot of supporters here in Sacramento and I know a lot of people want to blame Luke Walton for this five-game losing streak. Certainly want to blame Luke Walton for how this team came out once again unprepared, slow, and got punched in the mouth by the worst team in the Eastern Conference last night. I get it. But truly, after this Luke Walton press conference, he didn't say anything that bothered me in any way. In fact, I was happy to see how uncomfortable and how frustrated he was. Because at least I knew it meant something to him. Hopefully that translates through the audio that you're going to hear. This is how Luke Walton began 
his press conference. Start by saying that's that's absolutely unacceptable. Uh, the way we came out and played um, the game of basketball tonight, it, it's just it's, it's not okay. It's disappointing with all of us. Look, we're in this together. I'm not putting blame on anyone but the group as a whole. Um, it, it is just there's no way coming off uh, a good hard practice that we. You know, that's the, the effort we get. I mean, they pushed us off our spots. They were more physical than us. Um, they manhandled us in that first half. And then finally, in the second half, we, we show some life. And, and that's not uh, that's not how we uh, – it's not the appropriate way um, to play the game, to respect the game. And it's, that is very um, frustrating and disappointing for all of us. And it's – you know, we got 20 games left. And we have to, um, we have to find it because that's that that's that's not okay for anyone. I'm glad he said it. It needed to be said. I hope that message was amplified tenfold in the locker room after the game. I hope that message is carried out through the flight to Utah. And here's Luke talking about how he personally is very frustrated by what's been going on, not just during this losing streak, but this season as a whole. Yeah, we're frustrated clearly because it's. You know, we're doing a lot of we're making a lot of the same mistakes and um, we've shown where we can be as a team and we've shown how bad we can be as a team. And to, to come out and, and to go through this again is really frustrating because you want to learn from your mistakes. And that's what's important. That's what when you're building something and you're growing as a team, you know, as long as you're getting better and learning from your mistakes, you can deal with the lumps. And it's still hard and it's, you know, there's sleepless nights, but you can deal with it. But it's, you know, every time we lose one or two games, it turns into a five or six game losing streak. And we have to, you know, we, we lose our passing uh, and that happens again. Yeah, that's that's pretty frustrating because you, you've seen it. You know it. We have to do something about it. And as of now, we haven't done anything about it. So, you know, we got like I said, we have some really tough games coming up and we got to be. We got to, you know, we got to, we got to find it again. You know what I hear there? I hear me. I hear you. I hear the Sacramento Kings fan base, the frustrations that we all feel. The same exact things that we've been saying, Walton said repeatedly during this press conference. And I know some of you are going to turn and spin that into a, a negative thing for Walton. And hey, maybe rightfully so. Like Walton should not be saying the same things that the fans are saying. Walton should be fixing those things. Why? Because he's paid million dollars to be a coach at the highest level of professional basketball on this planet. If he can't figure it out, then he doesn't belong in that business. I get it. But at least from my perspective, I'm hearing Walton truly, fully embrace the same frustrations and notice the same things that I and you have been noticing. And I wanted to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. I'm also happy to hear this. The fact we've lost four, now five in a row, and we came out and gave this type of effort in the first half, it should burn. It really should. No, there, there shouldn't be a lot of people getting good night sleeps tonight because it's, you know, this is, if, if it means, if it means this much to you, if it means what it should mean to you, um, you shouldn't have an appetite and you shouldn't be able to sleep. Uh, you know, you could live with one, you know, occasional games like it, but not after, not after losing four straight, getting ready to go out to Utah and New Orleans. Uh, so yeah, it's, it should bother us to me, the overall level of like, we're here to compete at the highest level wasn't there. 
and I don't know why it's not there. Um, it, it's it's uh, so it's tough to really judge and, and evaluate how groups are playing together. I mean, we missed four or five layups to start the game. Um, you know, we forced more turnovers, but they score seven more points on their turnovers than we do. Uh, the things like this that are just like strictly an effort uh, part of the game. Uh, of course, uh, the other team wins. They, you know what I mean? Like it's so. It, look, it's 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 hard to uh, to 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 really evaluate that. It's like you know, are your defensive coverages working? Well, no, but we're not playing them hard. So, it, it, is it the coverage? You know, you got to play it to a certain level to find out if it's working or not. And tonight, uh, at least in the first half, we did not. I mean, we held them to fifty in the second half, but who? I mean, what? Why wait till the third quarter to, to, to give that? Uh, uh, you know, it's, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know how to – I don't know how to evaluate that first half as far as the rotations were. I mean, as the game went, we were just looking for anyone that was willing to, to give us the, the effort and play hard and compete uh, as we were, you know, rotating in and out. Once again, I love most of what Walton had to say there, but I'm not giving the guy a pass. I really am not. He is just as responsible – as everybody is. And like he said to start the press conference, he's not blaming any one person. He's not putting this all on the players or all on the coaching staff. He blames this group collectively as a whole. I thought this was overall a really good press conference for Luke. But it means nothing. This talk means nothing if he doesn't follow it up with results. Now, I don't know if we're going to see Walton's philosophy change. I don't know if we're going to see drastic changes. I don't know if we're ever going to find out how he's trying to motivate his team. I sure as hell would like to see it on the sidelines, but as you're going to hear in this next clip, Walton coaches the way he believes and he was taught that coaches should behave. I even included my question in this sound clip so you could hear specifically what I was asking from Walton, really trying to focus on getting him to talk about my perceived lack of leadership with this team in the trenches, in the moment. Someone to light that fire underneath this team when they're going through these struggles and these issues of effort and focus. Luke, you've talked before about there's a time in coaching for for yelling and, and getting underneath guys and time to just stand back and not take that approach. From at least my perspective, it seems like this team lacks that in-game motivator to really rally the team when they're struggling in, in games like this, moments like this where they come up flat. Do you think the team needs that from you and the coaching staff, from the players? Like, where does that have to come from? There has to be an inter- internal drive that pushes us to play at a certain level. Um, I've, you know, I, I tell you, I, I, there's, I, I, I get frustrated, I get angry. I've played for every coach I've played for, Hall of Fame coaches. You know, they're they're not screaming at us during games. Uh, at practice is a different a different story, but um, there's a composure to be had. And it, what the the trick is is finding that composure as a group and still playing with that fire burning inside. Um, so you know, there, there's there's a fire burning, but. There is never, you know, I've played for Lou Olson, I've played for Phil Jackson. Um, these are Hall of Fame guys. And this is, this is how I believe in, in coaching. And uh, as a group, there has to be a, a, a burning desire inside for us to, to push through. 
Um, so that's what we're, you know, we're looking to create. I've never been a head coach in the NBA. I've never coached beyond the high school level. And truthfully, on a much smaller scale, it's not my philosophy either to yell and scream at players. Now I'm also dealing with kids. Walton's dealing with grown-ass men. And I get having a general idea and a general philosophy of how you should coach a team. But I also believe to be an effective coach, to be an effective player, to be effective in life, you have to be able to adapt to your situations. That's great that Walton, through his playing career, experienced coaches that never screamed and yelled during games. That's great. I guess that worked for him. I guess that worked for his teams. Awesome. Is that working for this Kings team? Or does this team need a screaming and yelling light a fire underneath their ass Luke Walton? Jaeger tried it, and Jaeger got some pretty decent results until the team quit on him and didn't want him to be around anymore. And to Luke's credit, the biggest thing that he has going for him is he's well-liked in that locker room. He's a player's coach because he doesn't do too much screaming and yelling and throwing people under the bus. I appreciate that. I understand that. That's one thing I love about Mike Malone so much is he's a balance between both. Mike Malone, Denver Nuggets head coach, former Sacramento Kings head coach. If you're not aware of my feelings for Mike Malone, then just know I idolize the man. And I think it's an absolute disaster that the Kings fired him. But Mike Malone is absolutely loved and respected by his players in that Denver locker room, but he's not afraid to go at them when he needs to. Mike Malone was the one head coach here in Sacramento that established a connection with DeMarcus Cousins, but it was built off respect. There's a widely reported incident that happened between DeMarcus Cousins and Malone in practice where Cousins refused to keep running. Malone got in his face and with expletives that I don't want to say here on the Locked On Kings podcast, basically told him, keep running or get the hell out of my gym. Malone wasn't afraid. Malone stepped up to the biggest, baddest guy, maybe in the NBA at the time, and said that, and yet he was the only coach that DeMarcus Cousins respected and gave everything for. So it doesn't have to be one or the other. You don't have to be a super nice players coach who never yells or a red-ass coach that does nothing but yell that alienates everybody in the locker room. There's a balance. And if it's not going to come from the coaches, then it's got to come from the players. And I asked a couple players about that, De'Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes. You're going to hear their responses here in just a bit. I hope you took my advice yesterday and took the Detroit Pistons plus 7.5. If you did, at least you made some money on that disastrous Kings loss. BetOnline.ag, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With the NBA, NHL, MLB in full swing, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline is you covered for all the news, the scores, and the odds. It's the best way to play your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on and the locked on podcast network has a show locked on bets dedicated to helping you make money on betonline.ag so do so get off the sidelines get on the action cash in on bet online your online sportsbook experts Hey, Fox, you've told us earlier that one of the areas that you wanted to grow this season was also as a a vocal leader, as well as leading by example. In the actual game itself, when things aren't going your way, do you feel a responsibility to step up vocally, or is it inappropriate, you think, in-game to to show that kind of maybe fire or emotion or or maybe anger at times with teammates? Um, I mean, I talk to guys, but um, I mean, everybody's not – 
someone who's fiery or anything like that and people are going to complain about it but I mean that's just the way it is every everybody doesn't have to do that uh but for us you know every when, when we do talk about it as a team uh all five guys on the court just have to be able ready everybody on the court has to be able to step up uh play harder and be ready to get you know either the next stop the next rebound loose ball whatever it is so there's De'Aaron Fox's response. We know that Fox doesn't have that fiery, aggressive, yelling personality. That's just not who he is. He is a leader by example most of the time. Now, he's also been very honest with us, like I said in the question, earlier in the season, talking about how he wants to improve as a vocal leader. And we've heard that he has improved in practice, in the locker room, as that vocal leader. But I'm still looking for more from Fox or more from somebody, anybody, during the game to help light a fire. Fox doesn't believe there are those personalities on this team. And it sounds like he doesn't think that that's the main issue. Guess we'll agree to disagree. Here's Harrison Barnes's thoughts on the same thing. Harrison, based off my understanding of, of this roster and its personalities, we know this team gets along and gels really well together in the locker room, but there's been questions of whether or not this team needs someone to kind of step up and really be that vocal, aggressive leader to light a fire uh, under the team when struggles like this are happening. Is there someone like that in this locker room? And do you think this team needs something like that? I mean, at the end of the day, Matt, um, this this group has won games playing the right way, playing consistent basketball for 48 minutes. And at this point in time, um, if we're 20 games out, you know, potentially trying to make the playing game and we need somebody to vocally motivate us down after losing four straight games, you know, I, I mean, I'd be, I'd be interested to know who that is. I mean, it must be the greatest motivational speaker of all time. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're all professionals. You know, we have we have 48 minutes in a day to focus and, and play this game. And when we come out with the effort that we did tonight, I don't. It doesn't really matter who's saying what. I mean, our actions speak louder than our words. I kind of get what Harrison Barnes is saying there. Like the Kings don't need someone to vocally point out the significance of these games that they're playing and this losing streak and what they're playing for and what's at stake. But at the same time, different people are motivated in different ways. Harrison Barnes doesn't strike me as someone that would be tremendously motivated by a screaming, yelling coach because he's smart enough to recognize the seriousness of the situation and act accordingly. That might work for Harrison Barnes. That might work for a lot of people in this locker room. But there are others that might need that anger, that fire, that motivation. Whether it's coming from inside or it's coming from an external personality, an external voice. How many times have we heard about players? Michael Jordan was one of those players that he would create scenarios of him being disrespected or someone saying something about him. Even if it wasn't true, he would create it and use that as fire, as motivation to prove them wrong and perform. That's how he would get up and perform the same way and play hard every single day. Different players motivated by different things. I wonder if truly Harrison believes that every single player in that locker room should be aware of the significance of the situation and that in itself, is the motivation needed to get up and perform and fight and give 110% effort on a nightly basis. Because I certainly haven't seen that. Final clip for you, here's Harrison Barnes talking about the conversations that the players are having and that they all know that the way that they're performing right now is simply unacceptable. You know, we've, we've had plenty of, of conversations and dialogue. Um, you know, we know this is unacceptable. You know, the effort and performance, I mean, if a team comes out and plays phenomenal, you know, we play hard. Um, and, the, and it just doesn't go our way. That's one thing. But, you know, looking back at these past couple of games, we know that that's not the case. And you know, we have to be um, we have to play with a level of respect 
for each other, for our coaching staff who puts in the time to scout and just just for the game, um, not to have that type of performance. So how are you feeling today? You need to vent? Need someone to talk Kings with and air your frustrations or try and figure out a solution? I'm your guy. Reach out to me at Matt George Radio on Twitter, or you can email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Let's engage in conversation. We can carry it through this weekend. Let's talk through it. That's what's great about this Locked on Kings podcast community and the Sacramento Kings fan base as a whole. We've been through it all together for a long time, so this isn't anything new. Might feel like rock bottom, but we've been here and we've been further below before. Again, reach out to me at Matt George Radio on Twitter. You can tweet me publicly or DM me privately there or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. I hope you will enjoy your weekend regardless of what happens with the Sacramento Kings. Of course, we will be back next week for more Locked on Kings coverage, hoping to have a guest or two next week so it's not just me talking through my misery alone. I hope you've enjoyed these fun, different, cold intros that I've been doing throughout this week to kind of lighten the mood a little bit with how frustrating of a week it has been here for Sacramento Kings fans. I want you all to know that I appreciate your loyalty. I know that as much as you want to turn the TV off or the radio off and not watch the Sacramento Kings anymore, you continue to come back and listen to the Locked On Kings podcast. One, because you're addicted like me. And two, because you're just loyal. It's in your blood. And one day, truly I believe, one day that loyalty will be repaid. But it's not going to be this season. Sorry to break it to you. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.